outside? Should I run and hide? How do I take my company worldwide? Do you love the law? Did you watch Hee Haw? What's the weirdest thing that you ever saw? What's it like in court? Favorite sport? Can you help with my book report? Is my hair too long? Am I right or wrong? And do you mind if I sing along to anything? Ask Alan anything in the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Ask Alan, the podcast. I'm Alan Crone, the CEO of the Crone Law Firm, and uh, I've got with me Kiki Hall, who is uh, uh, a good friend of mine. Our kids uh, grew up together, and uh, but she's doing uh, some great work right now. She's the interim executive director of uh, West Tennessee Catholic Charities, and uh, many, many years ago, I was chairman of the board of that organization, and uh, they do so much good work very quietly uh, okay. in in West Tennessee. Kiki, thank you for joining the program. Thanks, Alan. Thank you all for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Well, and thank you for saying yes to the bishop when he asked <laughs> you to to take on this job. Tell me, how 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 does how do you find yourself sitting at the, the helm of Catholic Charities? Well, I've been with the organization about three and a half years. Um, I was actually senior director of community engagement, which sort of encompassed a lot of things when I first joined. And since then, we've added some other senior leadership um, positions. And so some of the things I was doing kind of got divided up, um, which was good for my sanity. But um, anyway, and so when our previous director decided to leave, um, there was the discussion of, okay, who do we put in interim, that sort of thing. And actually the previous executive director, as well as the current board uh, chair and board members were very supportive of um, asking me to step in as interim. And so I was actually in Atlanta caring for my mother post-surgery. Um, and the bishop called me and asked if I would uh, consider doing that. And I said, of course, I'd be honored. I absolutely love um, this mission. I love this staff and what the work we're doing. And, and certainly I said, I would be honored uh, to take on that role. Well, everything I've heard, uh, you're doing a great job Thank and uh, they're lucky to have you. Uh, for those of our listeners that may not be familiar with Catholic Charities, uh, tell us a little bit about what the mission of the organization is and, and what kind of, what kind of, uh, and how does that mission uh, embody, become embodied uh, day to day? Sure. Um, well, our mission statement specifically is following the teachings of Jesus Christ. We provide help to those in need and bring them hope by supporting them on their path from poverty to self-sufficiency. Um, basically, we are here day in and day out. We've been serving this community now for over 50 years, since 1971. Um, and right now we are literally just giving them the basics. We're trying to help folks that just need help getting through, whether it's a crisis or whether it's just through a little bit of a tough time. And we are one of the largest providers of food uh, here in Shelby County. And um, we, although we serve, we are chartered to serve the 21 counties of West Tennessee that are under the, the diocese um, of, of Memphis, we haven't been able to quite get in every county yet, but that's certainly our goal because there's a lot of need in a lot of those counties. But um, we, last year we were able to serve in 12 counties. Last fiscal year, we served over 50,000 people across West Tennessee. And um, again, with the basics, food, clothing, um, housing, we're one of the largest housing providers in uh, this county. 
And we're very proud to say that we're probably the only housing provider that has grant funding for all the different populations of folks that need housing. So last year, we were able to get over 600 people off the streets and into permanent housing, which we're very proud of. So really, we, we try to do all the basics. And then last year, we actually launched a new social enterprise, Alan, that's called Endeavor Staffing to kind of bring our mission full circle so that while we help people get through that crisis or through that tough time, then now let's see what we can do to get them on the path to self-sufficiency. And that includes getting a good paying job so that they can be self-sufficient. And so Endeavor Staffing was uh, birthed out of that mission. And so we have started uh, placing people into um, temporary to permanent uh, placement positions in different places across uh, Memphis and Shelby County. Well, that's a, that's, that's a lot. That's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, how uh, you've been, were you uh, there before the pandemic? So the funny thing is, is I joined the organization in May of 2020. Uh, how crazy is that? Right. Yeah. So our previous director had joined in February of 2020, right before the pandemic hit. And um, so we had to quickly shift the way we were doing things, of course. And that's when we went to a mobile pantry concept out in our, literally in our uh, parking lot. And now we do that every day, Monday through Thursday from at nine o'clock. And we're serving anywhere from 100 to 150 families through that mobile pantry. We also started what we call now our outreach center. And we do daily meal bags every Monday through Friday, starting at 8 a.m. for anywhere between 200 and 300 of our homeless folks every day. We make sure that they get enough kind of protein and food to get them through the day. And um, we also provide coffee. We go through about 30 gallons of coffee a day and about 12 pounds of sugar. Um, but the great thing about that too is that we are there day in and day out. A lot of these folks have come to trust us. They come here and they feel like it's a respite. They can sit down and have some fellowship or just have a break from the elements or, um, and, and a lot of them will spend all two hours that we're open out there just to kind of have some time away from their regular life. And, um, and then we've been able to get quite a few people because of building that trust with them to come on in, in for intake to, to get through our housing or into our housing program to get a lot of those folks off the streets and into permanent housing. So we have sort of two different operations going on just on this campus every day on those two areas. Plus we have a really large clothing closet downstairs, which is set up like a retail clothing store. And we're serving anywhere from five to 10 families down there every day as well. And my, uh, when I was on the board, one thing that I was always very struck by is the, the, the personal service that, that Catholic Charities provides rather than kind of retail, um, run them through a line. I mean, it really is aimed at the the person. Can you talk a little bit about that, that approach? Yes, we really do. And I forgot to mention, you were talking about, I should go back really quick. You were talking about the pandemic. We were one of the very few um, organizations that stayed open during the entire pandemic. We were able to space people out, wear the masks, do, do the things, revise our operations so that we could stay open and still feed the people that were still going to be hungry regardless of a pandemic. So um, yes, we very much try to really understand the plight of the folks that we're serving. We try to meet them where they are. There's no judgment here, obviously, Alan. 
Um, we know certainly that some of the folks are in their situation because they've made some bad choices, but a lot of the folks are, are there because that's all they know. Um, that's the situation that they came from, or they may have mental health issues that just prevent them from being able to um, live on their own and live independently. And we just are here to, to love them, to give them some hope and um, talk to them about where they are and what we can do to help them. Some folks, honestly, some of our clients will tell you I, they could never imagine living in, in between four walls and a ceiling. And that's fine. Um, you know, and some folks just don't have the capacity to do that. But for the folks that might might want that and not sure, and you were there day in and day out, and they finally say, hey, I think I want to try this, man, that's a great, that's a great day for us. And so we're just there to be non-judgmental, to love them, to serve them as God has asked us to do, mm -hmm. and um, and hope for hope that one day we really make a big difference in their life and that they become, you know, self-sufficient like we are trying to do. Can you talk a little bit about, from a Catholic perspective, why it's important uh, to do this kind of work? Well, I mean, I think, again, as God has called us to do, to love and serve thy neighbor, right? And um, who are we Who are we to judge, you know, why they are where they are? Uh, and in the United States of America, certainly, Alan, we don't want to see our brothers and sisters starving in the streets. And, um, you know, it's really sad, too, is that just in the last year, homelessness has gone up 28 percent here in our city, 73 percent among those with, with children. And, you know, it's just startling to me. And while we we can't house all of them, we do have a bit of a housing crisis. And that's a whole another issue to, to talk about. But um, we need to try to take care of them in the meantime. Let's let's make sure they're fed and that they're clothed, you know just the basic essentials so that, um, you know, they're not suffering day in and day out. They're suffering enough, a lot of them internally and just trying to survive, but at least we can be there to, to lend support and love and hope um, as God asks us to do. Sure. Uh, other, what other kind of programs um, do y'all have uh, other, other than those two fabulous ones you, that you talked about the, the mobile pantry and the, uh, the clothing. So, sure. Know. So yeah, in addition to our emergency services, which basically is the food, the clothing, you know, the basic things like that, we also do some disaster relief as well. We That was in our strategic plan to do long-term, but because of the storms we had last year, we kind of had to dig, dive into it a lot sooner than we thought. So we're kind of speeding up that, that pace a little bit to try to get uh, that program up and running uh, a little bit sooner than we had anticipated. Um, and then, of course, we have the Endeavor staffing, which I told you about. But we also have our community support programs. So, for instance, uh, one of the programs that falls under that umbrella is our Gifts for God's Children program, which is about to happen. We had um, we have 220 families that applied. Well, we had more more families apply, but we have 220 families that will have a wonderful Christmas this year. Thanks to our donors, we were able to match up um, our donors that wanted to help this Christmas with families that are in need, with the families that are in need. And so on December 9th, all these families will will come to, to St. Anne and pick up their gifts. And we're so excited about that. Over 600 children will wake up and have a great Christmas this year, which is amazing. And um, another program we have is called Tiny Blessings. We recognized a couple of years ago that there was a great need for support for these moms, um, especially a lot of these single moms that are choosing to have their babies, and but they don't have the financial resources that a lot of folks need. As we know, 
baby essentials are really expensive these days. And um, so we started this tiny blessings program to kind of support those moms uh, and really it, dads too. There's a lot of wonderful dads out there that are trying to support their newborns and grandparents. And so we said, you know what, let's start a program where we can support the basic essentials um, for these families that are making the right choice and having these babies and trying to take good care of them. So we want to support them on their, on their journey as well. So that's another program that we have. I was, uh, I was at a uh, business event uh, last month and Bill Courtney was one of the the speakers and and Bill is kind of famous for uh, they did a movie about him. He was coaching at Melrose High School and, oh, yeah. and so forth. And um, he said something I thought was interesting that that he put it better than I've ever put it. But he basically said he was having problems with some of his his players were not really buying into what he was all about. And finally, he got to the bottom of it. And and they and one of the guys said, "We're trying to figure out if you're a turkey person or not." And what he meant by that was, you know, people come around from where you live, they come around to our neighborhood on Thanksgiving and they give us a turkey and then we, we don't see them ever again. Now we right. take the turkey because we need it, but right. we don't really think that that you care about us as much as you feel you care about doing something sure. to make feel better. Right. So that's a big setup to this question. Okay. How do, how do you guys at Catholic Charities break that down and get rank and file Catholics involved in this work on a personal level so that they're not just Turkey people. Well, and it's not just Catholics, which is the great thing, Alan. I mean, we have uh, volunteers from every walk of life, from every socioeconomic, um, from every religion, race. It's beautiful. So our volunteer engagement team has done an amazing job of getting the word out that Catholic Charities, we're doing real work here and you get to see the people that we're serving and you get to be a part of helping those that are in need in our community. And last year, I'm proud to say that we had over 3,000 volunteers give us over 25,000 hours of, of um, service hours. So we have a really small staff. When you hear that we served 54,000 people last year, those are actually unduplicated people, and we cannot have done that without our without our volunteers. So honestly, a lot of times what we do is we just say, just come down and see us. Come down and join us. Come down any Monday through Friday morning and see what we're doing and see the people we're serving and be a part of what we're doing. And it's, it's working. While I know other organizations are really struggling with uh, getting their volunteers back after COVID, we we continue to grow every year. We continue to grow more and more. Um, back to uh, year before last, in fact, uh, Choose 901 named us the Walt Disney of volunteering. <laughs> um, I mean, what what a great honor to, yeah. to be to, for them to say that because it is we we have a really fun time and we keep it light, but we also keep it really meaningful. Um, and we always explain. We always go back to the mission and we explain why we're doing what we're doing and why what what you as a particular volunteer doing what this is so important. Um, and, and again, we always take it back to, to what God has asked us all to do, and that is to love and serve others. So we've just been very fortunate. And we try to tell people all the time, because people are like, oh, is it just for Catholics? Absolutely not. Um, yes, we are an organization that is rooted deeply in Catholic social teaching, because again, we are here just to, to serve our neighbors. But we serve 
everybody. It doesn't, regardless of race, religion, creed, anything. And we welcome anybody on, as part of our staff or our volunteer unit um, to be a part of what we're doing here. We want the whole community to be involved. Well, that's that's great. We're going to put, we've been putting up during this, your your website um, and uh so that people can find can find you and and maybe come and and, and help out. Thank uh, you. What what do people need to know about uh, Catholic Charities? That what's the best kept secret at Catholic Charities that you'd like to make sure yeah. it's out? Um, I would say that it's um, the staff here. I think that I have recently been doing a series of stay interviews with everybody. I've I've blocked off. Um, about 35 hours off of my calendar over the course of about six weeks to try to meet one-on-one -on -one with everybody on staff and get to know them a little bit better, um, how they think their role fits into what we're doing and um, kind of their personal professional goals and just kind of get a temperature of, of what's going on, why they're here. And res resoundingly, they all have such servant hearts. Um, certainly nobody goes in a nonprofit thinking they're going to be a millionaire. Um, uh, but this kind of work, which can be really difficult, you know, we see and hear a lot. We have a lot of um, difficult clients that come through here um, that either can be difficult with us or just are having a bad day or just have a difficult life. And so our case managers see and hear a lot. Our outreach folks see and hear a lot. Um, but they are all here for the right reasons. They all just have such servant hearts and they just want to help people. And the reason why they love what they do is because they know that they can go home at night and say, you know what, I helped somebody today. So I think that um, our best kept secret is that we just have an amazing staff of people who just are good hearted, servant hearted people. So that's that's great. Um, what um, talk a little bit about the, 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 the I know that Catholic Charities of West Tennessee is a strong organization, but there's a larger Catholic Charities nationwide. Yep. How do y'all fit into to that? And what kind of work are, is the nat nationwide group doing? So, so we are, we are a part of Catholic Charities USA. Um, but every, every Catholic Charities under Catholic Charities USA, so, so to speak, is really not managed or mandated by CCUSA, certainly. Uh, it's they're they're really sort of independent, but yet part of this bigger body. CCUSA as a larger body does a lot of great things, um, especially when it comes to advocating for uh, for us as smaller organizations. They're up there near all of the lawmakers in Washington, D.C. So they do a lot of work with lobbyists and um, senators and congressmen up there to try to continue to keep a lot of these um, issues and funding that organizations like ours need to continue to help those that need us the most. Um, and so, and then the other great thing is they provide an amazing amount of resources to um, all of us sister Catholic charities, so to speak. So we have questions about this or that, or we need help with this. Um, we They can find somebody at Catholic Charities USA that can kind of help us walk through that. They also provide funding. They get large grants to provide certain services and um, in different areas. So then we can actually apply for some of that funding through CCUSA if we have uh, programs in our area that are you know appropriate for that funding. 
So um, they do, they provide a lot of great resources. I just went for the first time to our CCUSA annual conference. I was actually a, a speaker there as well. And just just the networking and, and meeting some of the other diocesan directors and learning from them was just so valuable. So, and in fact, I'm going to have one of their executive vice presidents come and um, be a part of our next uh, board retreat. He's going to do a great presentation about, um, you know, um, board members and how it's really a, when you're, when you're doing it for a faith-based organization, it's kind of really part of a vocation, so to speak. So I'm really excited about that. So they have all kinds of great, you know, resources for us like that. And again, they do a great job of advocating for us at the federal level. Very good. But we, but we each independently are allowed to determine what programs that we actually have for our community. So it's not like we have to have a, an immigration program and a housing program. and a uh, No, it just really depends on your market and your community and what is most needed there. Now, this isn't why you came on the show, but I, I do want to give a shout out. You, you've, got a, you've got an annual campaign coming up, don't you? Oh, yes. Thank you so much for talking about that, Alan. <laughs> Um, because just like everybody else, um, as you can imagine, you, we are really feeling the pinch because we are such a large food provider across West Tennessee. These um, increased food prices have really, really affected us as well. So, yes, um, we do have an, an annual campaign that's happening right now. The normal goal is $500,000 by the end of the year. Um, we're at a, you know, just full transparency. We're a little, a little bit of a disadvantage. We had to start our campaign late due to the um, executive director transition. So we are a little bit, um, got a little bit of heartburn over that. <laughs> um, and we're, we're very much needing the support right now. This is really the, uh, the largest fundraising effort we do every year uh, to kind of um, uh, support our operations for the coming year. And again, with the increased food prices, we've had a couple of um, canned protein items that we would normally put either in our meal bags or our food boxes um, that have gone up 500, 1100% just in the last few months. So we are, uh, and of course, certainly we did not build that into our budget. So uh, we really need as much support as we possibly can get. Um, I know everybody's feeling the pinch right now, um, but if you can, find it in your heart to assist us, we would sure appreciate it. And so would the people we serve. Well, I hope everybody will consider sending you, sending you something. And, you know, it, you. it doesn't have to be a billion dollar gift, although I'm sure you'd take that, yeah. you know, just, <laughs> just, you know, uh, anything that, that people can do. And I don't want to downplay that at all. Please, please, please stroke a check uh, and help them. But, but also, and maybe more importantly, go get involved. Go yes. uh, go see Kiki down at uh, Jefferson and uh, uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yep, yep. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, you'll get more out of it than, than you put into it. it. We really do. I mean, folks have just, they come here and we have, we have volunteers that come in daily. We have this one amazing volunteer that comes literally Monday through Thursday, every day. We have volunteers that have been coming the same day every week for a couple of years now. Um, we have some volunteers that come several days a week, every week, and we have groups now. We have the, um, we have UT, the UT nursing um, students, the University of Memphis nursing students. Uh, we're part of their rotation. Um, they come out and work with us uh, as part of their program, uh, as part of their classes. 
uh, and we have corporations that come in and volunteer with us. We've got kids that, I mean, and everybody comes and, and they love it and, and they come back and we, 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 we love anybody and welcome anybody to come out and serve alongside with us. So, yeah, cause I, I think that's just so important. The money is important because money get, get, keeps the machinery going. Sure. But from a spiritual standpoint, uh, getting involved and on a personal level uh, is just nothing like it. Uh, it's, so it's, it's the best. That's, that's what helps me sleep at night. Honestly, this is why I love what I do is again, I get to go to bed at night knowing that we've helped a lot of people. So it's, it's a, it's a good place to be. If, if you're going to bed at night and you're thinking somebody ought to do something, get up the next morning, go to Catholic charities and do something. Absolutely. And every little bit helps. We would love it. And, and in fact, too, if you want to volunteer with us, it's really easy and go on our website and go up to the volunteer tab and our entire um, calendar is on there of all the different opportunities and days and times that we have. Please do sign up. We would love to have you. Or if you just want to come down for a tour, we would love that, too. Y'all doing great work. Keep it up. Thank you. And uh, good luck with your your campaign. And uh Good luck with uh, with uh, your your search for a new leader. Uh, uh, is it appropriate for me to ask? Is your hat in that ring? <laughs> um, I have been asked uh, if I would consider it, and so I am. I am prayerfully considering it. All right. Well, I'll say a prayer for you. So, do, thank do you, whatever, Alan. I appreciate it. I know you will do whatever the Lord is calling you to do. That's right. That's what I'm trying to say. Is this is this where you want me to be? Is this what's right for this organization? So anyway, we we shall see. Right. I, I know you, I know you make the right decision, whatever that decision is. Well, thank you so much. It's so great seeing you. Same here. I'll see you around campus. Yep. Wanna, and tell your family I said hello. I, I'll do that. Okay. I want to thank Kiki for uh, for being on the show. I want to thank all of y'all for watching uh, or listening. If you've enjoyed it, please share this with someone who may need to hear it. Uh, go do me a favor. Go on to whatever platform you're watching this and give Kiki five stars. That'll help us uh, spread the word about uh, Catholic Charities, but also about the podcast. And that would that would help us a great deal. Kiki's going to go uh, serve the people of West Tennessee. And I'm going to go get some justice. Thank Excellent. you all very much.